Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. I'm your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker, and today I'm looking forward to the bishop sharing with us today the concept of a glorious hope. Not just hope, but a glorious hope. And he, his top uh, scriptures will be First Peter one thirteen through two and three. Welcome, Bishop. How you doing? I am doing fine, sir. How are you doing? I am doing just wonderful, wonderful here today in the beautiful city of Tallahassee, the capital of Florida. Um, it's going to be a good day until about late afternoon they say we're supposed to get some rain but hey oh. we need some rain every now and again bishop other than that i'm doing wonderful well i love the city of tallahassee because there is a college there that i have a great fondness for and that is the florida a&m the great and mighty rattlers all right i'm excited about florida a&m yes sir well we got to get you here one day bishop and we can do a live recording and film it all right hey, here with work. You in the city where the university sits on the highest of seven hills those rattlers they strike strike and strike again <laughs> Yes, sir. On the hill. On the hill. On the hill. On the hill. Uh, Yeah, and we can get a chance to to hang out with some of the brothers of Beta New Chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Watch out, man. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out, brother. Watch out. You you calling my name now. Black and gold, brother. Black and gold. You know, full disclosure, we got to let them know that On Point with Bishop (laughs) Robert G. Rudolph is being brought to you by two of those gentlemen. That's right. Of the one and only 1906, the originators, yes, not duplicators, can we say A5A. <laughs> you get me started. A5A, A5A, yes, sir. Uh, the best fraternity around, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Yes, from uh, yes, sir. Know, all others come from us. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> but today, not only will we be talking about hope, but a glorious hope. And, you know, Bishop, in today's world and everything that's going on, people are looking for hope. And when you look at uh, the regular definition of the word hope, it's just a feeling of expectation and desire for something to happen. It's almost like a wish. But help us to understand that this glorious hope is more than a wish. Oh, yes, sir. The First of all, whenever you have something to look forward to, you anticipate what God is going to do. And right now I'm in a place in my life and I'm quite certain that a lot of our listeners are in a place where they are expecting God to do miraculous things. And that's that's where I am. Uh, the Bible talks about you're going to be blessed in the city. You're going to be blessed in the field. You're going to be blessed going out. You're going to be blessed coming in. Uh, when the Bible says that the blessings of God will come and overtake you, I'm anticipating an overtaking blessing. That's that's my expectation. That's my hope. And I, I was looking at this particular passage of Scripture the other day, and I came across the Scripture, and I read, and I'm going to read a few verses of that particular Scripture. If our listeners, if they have their Bibles, <clears throat> excuse me, go to First Peter, the first chapter, First Peter, the first chapter. And let's look at a few of those verses, the 13th through the 16th verse, because it, it deals with the hope that we have 
in Jesus Christ. And I want to entitle this first part of the uh, session, A Glorious Hope. First Peter 1, 13 through 16. I want to read this to you. It says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. Again, looking at that 13th verse, it says, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Anyone who is a saved and sanctified believer, anyone who follows the beliefs and the doctrine and the teachings of Jesus Christ, you have a hope in him. And I dare say that you have a glorious hope because you have the ability not only to have great things here while you're on earth, but thanks and praise be unto the Lord. You have the ability to go forth and know that once you leave here, once your work here is done, you have a glorious hope on the other side. Those who die in Jesus Christ, those who die with a relationship uh, with Jesus Christ, you have a glorious hope that this life is not just the end. You might leave a mortal shell, but this life is not just an end. You have a hope of glory for the future, and that is eternal life. And I'm so happy uh, that I made that decision many years ago, that I was going to walk with Jesus because I want a wonderful life here on earth. But one day, I want to be able to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now let me make you ruler over many. Come on up just a little bit higher and spend eternity in my kingdom. So I'm excited about that hope and, and that those verses 13 through 16 uh, tell us basically that's that's it. We're obedient children. We're fashioning ourselves according to what God wants us to do. And I'm going to be holy in all matter of my conversation according to the 15th verse. But as he which have called you is holy, be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. If I am a son of God, if I am a child of God, I need to have some characteristics like him. It would be very interesting if my mother carried me for nine months and I uh, know what my father looks like and I know his characteristics. I know what my mother looks like and I know her characteristics. But the combination of those two coming together created me. And before I was even born, before I was even conceived in my mother's womb, there were some characteristics that were taking place because the Rudolph family and the Scott family basically came together and Peggy and Robert and created Robert Jr. And so what I'm saying to you today is that once God, once you are a child of God, there are some characteristics that you have to have. I look like, I think I look like uh, my mother. I have uh, my mother's, uh, I guess, physical characteristics. When you look at me, you see, uh, I guess, my mother in many ways. When you look at me, you also see my father in many ways. And there's a, a wonderful combination of the two when they came together and created me. And that's the way it is with Jesus Christ. Once you accepted him as your Lord and Savior, there are some characteristics. There are some things that you have to display because you are 
holy and uh, I need to have I need to have faith I need to have gentleness I need to have patience I need to be able to do what God wants me to do and have his characteristics I need to love my enemies uh, I need to uh, pray for them that uh, that don't pray for me uh, those types of things because I have his characteristics and because of that I have a glorious hope in Jesus Christ love that bishop looking at verse 13 when it says girding up your loins I know this is King James Version, but it's really referring to uh, getting our thought processes in mind, pulling together all the loose ends and really, and really focusing in on God's goodness, his grace, um, and just re- rejecting the things of this world. How does one do that with so much going on around them to really focus in on that thing, uh, the things of God, to look forward to that future hope and not get distracted? Well, brother, it's an easy thing to be distracted, very easy to be distracted in today's world. But you have to have a determination that says, even though there are other things around, I am determined to live my life uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. I am determined to do what it is that he wants me to do. And those distractions will come, but I have to resist the temptation uh, that might be placed in front of me. It is not easy. I I know people say that they've been saved and uh, they are dedicated to the Lord now and they don't have any issues. Well, I can't say that. I can't say that I um, am so dedicated uh, that I'm not tempted from time to time. But the thing about temptation is that you should not yield to temptation. And I am just so glad that uh, that the Lord has blessed me so that I can say, Lord, I know what the enemy is trying to do. I know he's trying to kill, steal and destroy. But just because he came to do it doesn't mean that he has the authority and he has the right to do it. And so because of that, I rebuke the enemy and I get away from that type of temptation. It is not easy. I repeat, it is not easy. Life is difficult, but you can do it. You can make it. And that gives me the hope for the future. It is a wonderful thing. If you look at verse 17, uh, let me share this with you. We can do this because of who we have as our father. Let's look at verse 17 of 1 Peter 1. Verse 17 says, And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, past the time of your sojourning here in fear. If you call upon the Father, he will help you. It's very interesting, the relationship that we should have with God, because God knows what we want. God knows what we need, what we need even before we ask for it. But when we do ask, he has the ability to come and do what it is that you need for him to do. And what I have found out is the more you praise God, the more you thank him, uh, the, the more things begin to open for you. I know, Brother Vincent, you have children, and when your children were much younger, I'm quite certain that there were times when they got on your nerves. They bothered you. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> they, they My bothered last you, nerve. <laughs> right? They, yeah, your last nerve. But here's the thing. Because that's your child, your child can, can come up to you and say, Dad, if I had an opportunity to choose my dad, I would choose you every time. Oh, man, you find yourself going into your pocket and trying to get them something because that's your child. No matter how 
bad. They got on your nerves that day. It's something about a child that can get, when you've got that child in your heart, there's something about that child and they can get to you. Well, that's how it is with God. And the way we get to God is through praise. The more I praise him, and and I'm not talking about flattering him. I'm talking about praising him and making him large. According to the scripture, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. The more you praise him, the more you magnify him, the more you lift him up. He can't help but to do and see about you because you are his child. And so my relationship with the father helps me to know that I have an even more glorious hope uh, than what I have had in the past because I've given my life to him. And I, I absolutely agree. That's that concept of total respect and reverence because of who he is, but honoring him uh, and giving him that respect. And it's just like, wow, when that happens, he's like, okay, that's my child. That's my child. I can do this. I can do more. And the more we do that and the more we walk with God and come into agreement with his will and establish that relationship, I believe that will help us to stay focused on what I call the end game, that long range. You know, we are going to have that hope, that resurrection hope. We're going to be with God um, one day soon. Not only will we be there then, but at the same time, we can expect to, as as the psalmist say, see some of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Exactly. Now, um, with that being said, uh, hey, I've got a glorious hope. I've got a hope in Christ. I have a wonderful father. I have a wonderful father because he takes care of me. But let me tell you what else I have, brother. You ready for this? Go ahead. I have a precious, a precious Savior. I've got a big brother in Jesus Christ. Let's look at uh, verse 18 through 21. I want to highlight just a little bit of this in First Peter 1, verses 18 through 21. This is what the word says. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus. I felt something when I said that, brother. With the precious blood of Jesus, a Christ of, of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. We've got a precious savior and it was so wonderful. It was so precious that God sent the best that he had so that we could receive eternal life. We should have been on that cross. We should have dealt with justice, but he gave us mercy. And because of the mercy that he gave us, he gave us a precious and a wonderful savior. And because of him, because of the price that he paid, we that's another reason why we have a glorious hope. So we've got a hope in Christ. We've got a wonderful father and we have a precious savior that is his son, who is our big brother. And I'm so thankful that because of those reasons that we have a precious, a wonderful hope in Jesus Christ. Hearing that, I can look at the word hope and and translate it into something like 
guarantee because a lot of people you know look at hope as it might happen it could happen but based upon this i look at hope now not only is a glorious hope but a glorious guarantee we will be there and what comes to my mind is uh, the scripture that says that ye are sealed unto the day of redemption by the holy spirit i mean we have something to look forward to in the midst of challenges distress and tribulations here but because a perfect savior died for us and he is from everlasting to everlasting and our hope is in him what do we have to lose it's already right. done <laughs> it is done you're, you're right you are exactly right mr speaker i mean you you've nailed it you you hit it on the head you hit that nail on the head it's it's very important for us to understand that and to guarantee that we have all of these things. Um, this particular passage of Scripture, it rounds out by telling us about a powerful and significant word that we have. Uh, let's look at uh, just one other Scripture here. I like this, First uh, Peter 2, or excuse me, First Peter 1, and let's look at where it talks about the Word of God. In verse 23, it says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. The grass withereth. In verse 24, it tells us the grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. The word of the Lord endureth forever. That's my hope. The things that I'm reading in this word, the powerful things I'm reading in this word, will last forever and ever. I don't have to fret. I don't have to fear. I have hope in Jesus Christ. I have a glorious hope. I have a, an awesome, a wonderful and powerful father. I have a precious savior who happens to be my big brother, my adversary, my, my advocate uh, with the father. And then to, to put the icing on top of everything, to put the cherry on top, I have a, a wonderful word that I can read and believe in each and every day that tells me and reminds me of my hope. That's what I'd like about the fact that I have a glorious hope in Jesus Christ. And because of that hope, I can live hope. Because of that hope, I can live right. Because of that hope, I can do what it is that God wants me to do. I have a glorious hope and I'm not going to allow the enemy to take that hope away from me. Sometimes we go through challenges. Sometimes we go through problems and situations we just don't understand. But the hope that I have in Jesus Christ will never be taken away from me. I will not allow the enemy to take any of my hope away because first and foremost, first and foremost, I believe in the hope that Christ has given to me. I believe in the Father and his provisions that he can give to me and the resource that he is for me. And I am so thankful for the Savior in my life. I have an advocate with the Father and I read his powerful word. And I'm not going to allow my hope to be taken away by the enemy. This is a very powerful word, a very powerful lesson on today. Yes, indeed it is. And I'm just sitting here just, just basking in this, the whole concept of, you know, the word that God gives us, it's going to last one because he's not a, a man that he should lie. He can't lie. Um, whatever he speaks, it's going to come to pass. And if we just put our hope and our trust in him and that, that whole concept of his word says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. 
that's never. And so we can base everything that we do inside of that hope. And as you were talking, Bishop, I just thought about, you know, with that, our hope is in Christ. Who is the word? Who is God? And then over in Romans, it says, who can separate us from the love of Christ? And with that being said, I can't be separated from him. That's a hope beyond all hope. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and when you think about what you have, sometimes we sit and we take God for granted. We take our relationship with Jesus for granted. But if you really understand what you have, if you really understand the God of the Bible that you have on the inside of you, it makes you leap for joy. Just the fact that you're thinking about his goodness and his grace and his mercy, you can cannot help but to thank him and realize the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. So I'm excited about that hope and I'm excited about what he has done for me already. And I just anticipate, there's that word again, anticipate. I am in anticipation of what he will do for each and every one of us. I'm, I'm just excited about the hope that we have in God, the hope that we have in our savior. Likewise, Bishop, when you use that word anticipate, I, I date myself, but I remember those old Heinz ketchup commercials when they would turn the bottle upside down. And, yes, and, sir. <laughs> when you were just anticipated and waiting on that and you could see it coming, but it was yes. just so slow, but you were anticipating your mouth was just watering, waiting on it. And that's how I, I'm just waiting on that day to be exactly. with my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly. This, it's a powerful word. Yes, indeed it is. At this time, I'd like to open up the floor for any questions, thoughts that um, you would like to pose. Anybody on the floor want to add to today's conversation or ask the bishop something? You have the opportunity now. All right. We have no questions from the floor on today. Bishop, going to give you the last word. Close us out with this glorious hope on today. Well, brother, I appreciate everyone listening, uh, those who are listening to On Point every week. And I just praise God for this venue by which we can reach people through his word. Uh, in summary, we're just called to be holy as God is holy, according to verse 15 of this first Peter, the first chapter. And and what what it does, it, it helps us to be holy each and every day. And, and we have to be stirred so that we will desire his holiness. We are called to holiness. We're called to godliness. And it's very important that we receive good biblical and sound doctrine, sound teaching so that we grow in a healthy manner. God in his awesomeness and he, he sits before us not only a hope for now, but he sits before us in eternal hope and he offers to us his son, our savior, and he gives us his word to just lead us and guide us into a new life. And that's all we can expect. That's all we can anticipate. And when he says in Leviticus 11 and 44, he says, be holy because I am holy. He really means that. So I am determined to take the hope that I have with Jesus Christ and to be holy and to live the way I am supposed to live. Because when it's all said and done, I really want to make it into heaven. We will all see him. But brother, I want to see him in peace and I really want him to be pleased with the life that I have. So I am looking forward to that eternal hope as well as I have hope here on the in, in the earth now. But I am looking forward to that eternal hope. Uh, and, and Lord, I thank you for just what you have done for me and what you have done to the 
done for the listeners. And I am just thrilled about the hope that I have in him. Thank you so very much for today's session, Bishop, teaching us about that glorious hope. Oh, I look forward to next week's session. Oh, this has just been great. I'm just I'm I'm just wanting to run on, as the old folks say, see what the end's going to be. Wanna yes, thank, sir. Want to thank everybody for joining us today for On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. Until next time, everybody, please be blessed.